Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, welcome to my world where it's natural, supernatural. I'm so excited about our show because some 30 years ago, uh, there was a problem that pervaded believers. It was called legalism. But you know what humans do? They rebel and they go from legalism to something new, which is called hyper-grace. The grace message is wonderful, but the hyper-grace message, I believe, could be the end-time deception that will cause millions of people to fall away from God. Hello. You know, my guest, uh, Dr. Michael Brown, and I go back some 30 years, and uh, I don't know a finer scholar in the world, on the planet. Uh, Dr. Brown has a degree from New York University in Semitic languages. He speaks, reads, or writes at least a dozen languages, memorized a great deal of the Old Testament in Hebrew. Uh, uh, Dr. Brown, why are you talking all over the world about uh, this hyper-grace message that seems to be everywhere I see on television? Uh, I do know if anyone understands true biblical grace, it's you. I do know because he's a Jewish believer in Jesus, and uh, I am too, and as Jewish believers in Jesus, one of the greatest examples of grace is what happened to me when I found the Lord. I mean, I was just, like the Bible says, a new creation. Uh, how bad were you before you found the Lord? Well, I, I was a heroin shooting, LSD using, diesel gas huffing, rebellious, proud, 16-year-old hippie rock drummer, even stealing money from my own father and, and thinking I was doing great, proud of my wickedness when God saved me in 1971, the end of 1971, and said it, it was literal transformation. And, and the thing that really set me free, God had been convicting me of my sin and making me feel miserable, showing me what a wretch I was and, and, and opening my eyes to my real condition. And, and the night I realized how good he was, December 17th of 1971, just singing these, these little hymns, very different than my old rock music, <laughs> these little ditty hymns, I got this incredible joy I'd never known before. And I realized this is different than drugs. This is different than sports. This is different than relationships. This is the joy of the Lord. And it struck me, 
God loved me enough to wash me clean when I was in filthy sin. It says in Romans 5, when we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. And here, I, I got this mental picture. I was covered in filth and grime, and Jesus washed me with his blood and put these beautiful white robes on me, and I was going back out and playing in the mud. And I said, that's it. I will never put a needle in my arm again. And that, that was it from that night on, set free by the power of God. And then I saw this, this internal change where I wanted to please God. I wanted to do right. It was now my nature to please him. So grace did this amazing thing. In a moment of time, I went from totally guilty to totally righteous in God's sight. In a moment of time, I went from being a child of the devil to being a child of God. And it wasn't based on how many good works I accomplished. It was based on receiving God's goodness in my life. That's the transforming power of grace. And because I love grace so much, I love pure, true grace, I'm grieved over the distortions I see. Okay, what is, there's a term that you use and you speak about it all over the world, hyper grace. What is that? Hyper grace is exaggerated grace. People say, oh, you can never exaggerate grace. Of course you can. It's grace with addition. It's grace going beyond what the Word says. It's grace where you have to cut out whole portions of Scripture. It, it is a mixture. It is, it is polluted and distorted grace. Now, here's the thing. I don't call it counterfeit grace because there's a wonderful truth that many so-called grace preachers are bringing. And that truth is liberating people. It's setting them free from guilt and condemnation and legalism. They realize they're accepted because of what Jesus did and they're free. There's a wonderful truth, but it's preached with addition, with distortion, with exaggeration. So there's poison with it. Uh, what, are, what are you hearing around the world from this hyper-grace message? Well, I'm, I'm seeing such a reaction against holiness, such a reaction against hunger and thirst for God, because that's doing something. We don't have to do anything. We just rest. Jesus has done it all. The finished work of the cross means there's nothing left for me to do. They're, so they preach against repentance. They preach against conviction of sin. They preach against the need to confess our sins. And they, they preach against really an accountability in your own life. That's just legalism. That's just commandments. You're a grace hater. You're a law preacher. You're a Pharisee. That's what they're throwing you. So I see division. I, I see spiritual deception. I see people letting sin in their lives. Now, here's what's interesting. The, the leading grace preachers, they will all say this is not a license to sin. They will all say grace empowers you not to sin. The problem is the other things they preach with it, the additions, the distortions, the mixture, the poison, it does give people a license to sin, and it takes away the dealings of God in our lives. Well, here's the sad thing. Many people that were walking in true purity, in true holiness, as they get exposed to this message, uh, they, that's all the devil needs, and they start doing things they would never have done before, and before you know it, they're in absolute sin, and guess what? They don't even feel the need to repent. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural! I prayed the prayer with you and I gave myself up to God in the name of Jesus, my King, Lord, and Savior. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. 
now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, I'm Sid Roth here with Dr. Michael Crown. And, uh, Mike, what would you say the fundamental deception is in this hyper-grace message? All right, one of the big concepts is this. When you get saved, God not only forgives your past sins and your present sins, but all of your future sins He forgives in advance. So that means if, if you go out and blow it tomorrow, you don't have to say, God, I'm sorry, I sinned, wash me, cleanse me, forgive me, because you're already forgiven. That means that the Holy Spirit will never convict you of sin because God's already forgiven that sin. That means no matter what you do, it cannot even affect your relationship with God or your standing with God because you've already been pronounced forgiven. That means that, that if, if you or I do something atrocious and God said, it doesn't even grieve him because he doesn't even see it. He always only sees you as perfectly righteous and therefore you never ever have to deal with sin. But wait a second. Are these the fringe bloggers that are saying these things are, are the main grace teachers saying what you've just said. Oh, this is fundamental. Uh, one of the most famous prominent ones out there, will he says God does not give forgiveness in installments. So the moment you get saved, all your future sins are already pronounced forgiven. You say, what about 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. They will all, the, the, the mainstream hypergrace teachers will all say, no, 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 that's just for someone getting saved. When you get saved, you confess your sin. Or that's for alleged Gnostic heretics who were part of the congregations there, and, and John is reaching out to them. Uh, of, of course, that whole scenario is bogus. It's we, it's talking about us, it's talking about believers. The heretics were the outsiders. They, John talks about it as they, they had already left the camp. If I ignore sin in my life, if I deny its presence, there are some who even teach this because my spirit is perfect in God's sight and my spirit doesn't sin, that I don't really sin when I sin, that it's just my flesh and I am not my flesh. One, one well-known teacher said this, we are not our sins. So that's not what God's looking at. So he's looking at the whole person. If sin is not an issue, why does almost every letter in the New Testament deal with it? Uh, what, does, what does Titus say about that? Here's what Titus says, Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching them to say no to ungodliness and to live holy and disciplined lives in the present age. God's grace teaches us to say no to sin. Sin's an ongoing issue. In the New Testament, Paul keeps raising it. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 7, let us perfect holiness in the fear of God. Let's get rid of everything that defiles flesh and spirit. In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, Jesus speaks to the seven churches in Asia Minor. And to five out of the seven, these are believers, the churches, five out of the seven, he says, repent or else. If, if he doesn't see our sin, why is he rebuking us? If he doesn't see our sin, why is he grieved? Sid, we have a relationship with God, and relationship means shared life, and that means we can grieve God. That means we can disappoint God. Mike, you know, what you're saying to me, it defies my 40 years of reading the Bible. I live a repentant life. I, I mean, that's normal. I don't understand how this deception could... It's got to be a spiritual blindness. It can't be natural if you read the Bible. 
you know what I, what I see happening? Our whole culture is it's all about me. I, I have books that are written by, quote, gay Christian pastors. They're practicing homosexuals who are pastors. They're obviously in a struggle. What they've done is they've now rewritten scripture. And they'll say, grace has delivered me. I'm not under that legalism. I'm not under that condemnation. I'm not under all those Old Testament laws. God sees me as righteous. Don't put me under that. I think that's what the hyper grace teachers are saying. And, and this is what happens when it's about me. This is who I am. This is how I live. The American gospel that we preach is Jesus died to make you into a bigger and better you. Well, if it's all about me, well, this hurts my feelings. This makes me feel bad. As opposed to, Father, how can I please you? You know, Sid, there are hyper-grace teachers mainstream that say, if you're trying to please God, you'll never do it. And get rid of a God-pleasing mentality. But, but wait a second. You can't read the Old Testament. You can't No, you don't read the, the Old Throw out the Old Testament. That's, what? And, and, and hang on. Did because, you hear that? No, that's the law, Sid. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Get rid of that. That's just the laws of you know God. What, do you know what Bible the first church had? They only had the Old Testament. No, 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 you see, realize they weren't slouches either. How would you like to be operating in the power they operated under? Look, the bottom line is Paul preached grace using what we call the Old Testament as his Bible. But hypergrace teachers have a big problem. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, forgive as we forgive. Yeah. That means forgiveness is ongoing. No, no, no. That's not for us today. Throw out the words of Jesus. Those were just for the Jews in Jesus' day. Anything that Jesus taught before the cross doesn't apply to us. The Sermon on the Mount is the law on steroids to, to, to bring law-keeping people to frustration. It is not grace. This is what mainstream hypergrace teachers are putting All forth. All right. Is mainstream moving towards uh, everyone is ultimately saved, including the devil? Well, let's say this. Mainstream continues to move away from biblical grace. It continues to distort. So the fringes are already there. So how far does it go? I have books by so-called Christian authors who say true grace means everyone will be saved. True grace means there is no hell. And one of them has gone so far. He started with a heart for revival, repentance. He threw that out. He started to preach a hyper-grace message. He's now saying, is the devil beyond the limits of God's grace? So this is where the fringe is going. That, that you know, when I said, could this be the end-time deception that will cause millions to walk away from the Lord in the last days, as the Bible says will happen, uh, well, you decide. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Today, there has emerged great confusion and debate on the question, what is God's amazing grace? How can we experience the amazing grace that Jesus, our Messiah, has ushered in? Grace that assures our salvation, our deliverance, and enables us to walk in God's supernatural favor, blessings, and abundance. Call now to get God's Amazing Grace Package, which includes Dr. Michael Brown's brand new book, Hyper Grace, plus his anointed audio CD teaching, Discovering True Grace, and this powerful DVD with Sid Roth and Dr. Brown answering 17 of the most asked questions concerning what is true and false grace. Yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9199. 
Through God's Amazing Grace Package, you will understand how to obtain God's amazing grace. Learn how to avoid legalism, rules without intimacy with God. Understand what Jesus taught about God's amazing grace. Through Dr. Brown's book and audio CD teaching, experience the awesome benefits of God's amazing grace. Grace that gives assurance of your salvation. Grace that delivers you from addiction to drugs, alcohol, pornography, suicidal thoughts, depression, and so much more. Grace that brings emotional and physical healing. I'm watching people backslide. I'm watching families get torn apart. I'm hearing this left and right. So we need not just to expose the error, we need to point out the truth. Many of your loved ones are being swept into embracing false grace. Honest questions deserve good answers. We're talking about recovering true grace, and the true is always better than the counterfeit or the deception. On this powerful DVD, Sid Roth and Dr. Brown answer 17 of the most asked questions concerning what is true grace and false grace. They answer questions like, can we ever abuse God's grace? Can people willfully sin and still go to heaven? Has God already forgiven our future sins? Are the Ten Commandments invalid because of grace? If someone is in deep sin, does grace ever run out? And so much more. Use this DVD as a resource tool for your home Bible study or in your church. Don't miss out on getting God's Amazing Grace Package, which includes Dr. Michael Brown's brand new book, Hyper Grace, plus his anointed audio CD teaching, Discovering True Grace, and this powerful DVD with Sid Roth and Dr. Brown answering 17 of the most asked questions concerning what is true and false grace. Yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9199. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9199 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. I'm here with Dr. Michael Brown, and you will not believe what he just told me during our commercial break. The hyper-grace people are advocating not only throwing out the Old Testament, uh, but get this, throwing out the words of Jesus? Explain. Well, one hyper-grace teacher actually says this. He says, quote, the Bible Society. I don't know which Bible Society he means. The Bible Society made a terrible mistake when they put the Old Testament together with the New Testament. It totally confuses people. Uh, another leading hyper-grace teacher, well-known TV books, he actually has a series teaching the differences between the God of the Old Testament, the cruel, angry God of the Old Testament, and the God of the New Testament. The God of the Old Testament is the Father of Jesus. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling they get this wrong. But, but some teach this, again, mainstream, that what Jesus said before the cross was for the Jewish people that were listening to him then, and he gave teaching so that they would come to despair and see their own legalistic righteousness, how that fails, and, the, and they, they find the need for grace. But it doesn't apply to us today. Well, why does Jesus say in John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it'll be done for you? Why does Jesus in the Great Commission in Matthew 28 say that the way we make disciples is to teach them to observe everything I commanded you? Why does he say in John 14 that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance everything I've taught? Why, in fact, did the gospel authors work for years to put their accounts together and then publish them? And why were these words prized by the early believers if they're just for the Jews, quote, before the cross? It's it's crazy. And, And Sid, that 
That means all the demands of Jesus, take up your cross, follow me. I don't have to worry about that. That means all the parables of accountability and having to stand before God and give account. I don't have to worry about it because that makes me feel uncomfortable. That makes me feel condemned. What we need to do is not remove these passages, but ground people in the security of the love of God. God's not out with a stick to beat you. He's demonstrated his love by Jesus dying for you. And unless you turn your back on him and walk away from him, he is for you. He is not against you. And he's promised to keep you. When I fly overseas, which is quite frequently, I don't, I don't worry about the plane going down. I feel confident it's going to get there safely. And unless I try to pry open that emergency door and jump out, I can just go to sleep. I can, I can rest. There's a sense in which we rest secure in the Lord, and God wants everyone to know it. God wants us to know the depth of his love. God wants us to know that even on our worst day, he still loves us and cares for us and wants us to live right. But Sid, when we eliminate God dealing with our sin, when we eliminate the challenges of Jesus, there are some who say spirituality is completely effortless. Well, when Paul says, run your race with perseverance, run so as to win, you got to throw those out. Strive to overcome. So why do, I, I still don't get it. Why do good men that love God just teach this part message rather than the full message, which causes full, what they're doing causes full deception? There are two things. One, they get caught up in the glory of God's grace. I mean, you read Ephesians 1, you read Ephesians 2. While we were dead in our sins, he gives us life, and then he seats us together in heavenly places in Jesus. And it's, it's mind-boggling, the power of grace, the beauty of grace, the glory of grace. It, it says that he lavishes his grace on us. It's absolutely amazing. So they get caught up with that, but it's, it's almost like a helium balloon that flies away and it loses its tethers because it's not tethered to the rest of the scripture. It doesn't have a right appreciation for the use of the Old Testament. It doesn't have a right appreciation for the words of Jesus. And even some of what Paul says, they have to cut away. And, and hey, it's a lot easier on the flesh. How do you like this diet, Sid? You can eat whatever you want. You don't have to exercise and you'll be just as healthy and just as fit. That's Sign me, sign me up. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's going on. People are signing up in massive uh, okay. numbers. Sanctification. Uh, wh what does the word sanctification mean? Sanctification means being set apart, being made holy, being given over to God. And Scripture makes clear that the moment we're saved, we're set apart as holy, we're sanctified. That's why we're called saints in the New Testament. Saint Sid, Saint Mike, we don't have to wait for some church to canonize us. We're called saints the moment we get saved. So we are sanctified the moment we're saved. Then there is an ongoing sanctification. First Thessalonians 4, Paul says, this is the will of God, you're sanctified. Now live it out. Now live a holy life. Now abstain from adultery. Now abstain from stealing. Now abstain from covetousness. Live a holy life. Give the members of your body over to God. And then an ultimate sanctification where we'll be resurrected and made absolutely perfect. What, what, what is this? The Bible talks about die to self. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah, it's ongoing. It is an ongoing thing. Luke, the ninth chapter, take up your cross daily. On a daily basis, not as sinners struggling somehow to make it, please God. No, as overcomers, as children of God, as victorious, we say no to sin. We consider ourselves dead to sin. We live for God. It is worked out. Hyper grace says, no, no, no. You have already been totally and perfectly sanctified. Sanctification is not a process. It's not a process. You should have seen the way I thought 
40 years ago, when coming from an Orthodox Jewish background, Jesus just revealed himself to me. Yes, I knew he was real. Yes, I knew the Bible was from him. But yes, my mind was not renewed. And the moment I would read the word and say, oh, I never even realized this. Mm-hmm. God, I've sinned. I mean, where's the tenderness before God? It, 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 it's, it's, it's a worldly thing. Something strange. It's theoretical often more than relational. One influential teacher says the idea that sanctification is a process is, quote, a murderous lie. That's what he says. I asked one hypergrace pastor, I said, if you sinned against your wife, you lost your temper, you were nasty, you walked out of the house, you came back two hours later, wouldn't you say, honey, I, that, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, I was an animal that's completely unjustified, there's no, forgive me, he said, of course I would. I said, wouldn't you do that with God? He said, no, no, I have a different relationship with God. Something's funny there, Sid. Would you pray, say, I, I believe there's a spiritual scale on the eyes of many Christians, and I believe they're going to be set free right now as you pray for them. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone watching this broadcast that they would be delivered from every deception, from every addition to grace, from every subtraction from grace, for every pollution, distortion of grace, and they would be brought into the glorious liberty, security, and power of your true grace. Father, open eyes by the power of your spirit. Deliver from error. Ground us in your true grace, Father, in Jesus' name. And as Mike was praying, I believe people are being delivered you're beginning, start reading the Bible, start thinking for yourself. By the way, someone was just physically healed in their hand, their fingers, uh, arthritis. You, know, you, you can move your fingers, you move your wrists now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be whole. Amazing grace. Today, there has emerged great confusion and debate on the question, what is God's amazing grace? How can we experience the amazing grace that Jesus, our Messiah, has ushered in? Grace that assures our salvation, our deliverance, and enables us to walk in God's supernatural favor, blessings, and abundance. Call now to get God's Amazing Grace Package, which includes Dr. Michael Brown's brand new book, Hyper Grace, plus his anointed audio CD teaching, Discovering True Grace, and this powerful DVD with Sid Roth and Dr. Brown answering 17 of the most asked questions concerning what is true and false grace. Yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9199. Through God's Amazing Grace Package, you will understand how to obtain God's Amazing Grace. Learn how to avoid legalism, rules without intimacy with God. Understand what Jesus taught about God's Amazing Grace. Through Dr. Brown's book and audio CD teaching, experience the awesome benefits of God's Amazing Grace. Grace that gives assurance of your salvation. Grace that delivers you from addiction to drugs, alcohol, pornography, suicidal thoughts, depression, and so much more. On this powerful DVD, Sid Roth and Dr. Brown answers 17 of the most asked questions concerning what is true grace and false grace. Don't miss out on getting God's Amazing Grace Package, which includes Dr. Michael Brown's brand new book, Hyper Grace, plus his anointed audio CD teaching, Discovering True Grace, and this powerful DVD with Sid Roth and Dr. Brown answering 17 of the most asked questions concerning what is true and false grace. Yours for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9199. 
Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9199 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest says that she has learned how to so be saturated with the presence of God that it radiates, His presence radiates wherever she goes. And she says, anything that she can do, you can do better. And she's going to teach you. Do you want that? Yes! <laughs> 